0: As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanirajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallama ala Sayyidina Muhammadin. Sayyidina wa sanadina wa habibina wa shafi'ina wa maulana sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa thurriyatihi wa ahli beytihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ilay al-middini wa ba'd. Uh, so today, inshallah, we read uh, from uh, the chapter regarding the ring of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and uh, then after that, there are a number of chapters regarding uh, a number of articles that belong to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that are of great interest, particularly because they uh, they are from the majesty of the Prophet وسلم, and from his authority. They are symbols of his uh, of his both prophethood and his uh, uh, rule and his uh, uh, leadership of the Ummah. Allah subhanahu wa taala protect it, and Allah subhanahu wa taala aid the one who aids it, and Allah subhanahu wa taala uh, uh, pull uh, his madad from those who would wish to harm it. باب ما جاء في ذكر خاتم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم the chapter regarding that which is related about the ring of the messenger of Allah وغير واحد عن عبد الله بن وهب عن يونس عن ابن شهاب عن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه قال كان خاتم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من وَرِقٍ وكان فصه حبشيا uh, Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu narrates that the ring of the Prophet was made of silver and its uh, signet was uh, Abyssinian the stone, the fass uh, of the the ring the signet of the ring was uh, from Abyssinia which uh, is the answer to a a question I asked on Twitter uh, two weeks ago Uh, we mentioned in the first dars uh, that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa his uh, akhfaf uh, uh, or maybe in the second dars, the, 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 the leather uh, footgear of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, was from Abyssinia, and it was indeed a, a personal gift from the Negus the uh, from Najashi, the, the ruler of Abyssinia. And uh, uh, I asked at that time on social media, can somebody name another uh, article that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi wore that was from Abyssinia and uh, uh, one of the brothers uh, correctly mentioned that the signet of his ring was uh, was uh, m- a stone that was mined in Abyssinia uh, which is uh, I believe the Greek name for uh, what is modern day Ethiopia uh, and perhaps it includes some parts of Somalia and or uh, some parts of Eritrea as well وَبِهِ قَاءَ حَدَّثَنَا قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا أبو عَوَانَةَ عَنْ أَبِي بِشْرٍ عَنْ نَافِعٍ عَنْ أَمْنِ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ اتَّخَذَ خَاتَمًا مِنْ فِضَّةٍ فَكَانَ يَخْتِمُ بِهِ وَلَا يَلْبَسُهُ uh, So we see uh, 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 that it's narrated by Abdullah bin Umar رضي الله عنهما that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had taken for himself a, 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 a ring or a seal that he would use to seal letters but he would not wear it and uh, uh, here uh, the with regards to the to the isnad uh, Tirmidhi uh, rahimahullah ta'ala he remarks that qala abu wa ja'far abi this abu bishr who is mentioned in the uh, who's mentioned in the uh, uh, isnad uh, his name is uh, uh, his name is what his name is Jafar bin Abi Wahshi. Uh, so Abu Isa. Whenever there's a comment in Tirmidhi about Abu Isa, Abu Isa is uh, uh, Imam Tirmidhi, ta'ala. So it's mentioned here that the Nabi wa didn't used to wear the ring, and you will uh, then uh, see mentioned in subsequent hadith that the Nabi wa used to wear his ring in a particular way. And so uh, this is something that happens in hadith narration And it's really important to understand that the hadith and sunnah are two different things The sunnah is the normative practice of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, And the hadith is a, a report, an individual report uh, of a speech, action, iqrar, uh, uh, confirmation Or hal of the Prophet, وسلم, condition of the Prophet which is then uh, uh, transmitted through a, a chain of narration And uh, so what will happen is you'll have these many of these ahadith that seem to conflict with one another But uh, uh, you know oftentimes there's a reason that they conflict other than one being right and the other being wrong Or all of it being made up or whatever uh, And so uh, this is something very important that you see then how the ulama explain these things It was the Prophet wa sallam, if there's a hadith about him wearing it you know, was it something that was an exception and the noble habit was uh, as a rule not to wear it, or was it a habit to wear it and as an exception he wasn't wearing it and this particular narrator sees it on that day, in this particular way etc, and indeed the different fuqaha and the different ulama have had uh, uh, different uh, uh, opinions, and this is one of the reasons for the differences of opinions, it's not that uh, you know, you know, some, some guy in a TV channel somewhere uh, halfway across the world uh, knows the hadith and he says oh maybe abu hanifa didn't know the hadith or maybe malik didn't know the hadith or maybe shafi'i didn't know the hadith or maybe ahmad didn't know the hadith uh, uh, rather they knew but uh, this uh, process of reconciliation and uh, this process of, uh, of uh, you know just sorting through the different athar in order to make a complete picture because all of these are data points about the life of the messenger of allah so i'm sorting through the athar in order to reconcile and make a, a cogent uh, picture of how the Prophet's life was. Uh, they may have had some differences of opinion amongst them. It's not that one of them followed the hadith and the other one didn't. Uh, uh, this is unfortunately a very asinine attitude toward uh, toward our mashayikh and our elders uh, who every generation of Islam testified uh, uh, to their uprightness and the excellence of their knowledge in a way that uh, the mutaakhireen uh, the people who would come after would not be able to match, and um, so here we have a, a narration that's uh, that says that he used to not wear it, and uh, that's uh, one of the differences of opinion. Uh, I remember one of the muftis in Pakistan, uh, he mentioned this that there's a ma- there's a saying that uh, the lil that uh, uh, that we don't consider it we don't consider in Hanafi madhab a sunnah to wear a ring. Uh, rather, uh, uh, the only person who wears a ring is a person who has a need for it, which is like a qadi, a judge, because he has to seal his uh, rulings, or uh, or somebody who uh, just, you know, wishes to show off like how beautiful they are. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, and that's a difference of opinion. The other, the other, many of the other ulama have a, a different uh, opinion than that. And perhaps within the Hanafi Madhab also there are different uh, opinions other than that. But somebody who would say that, like, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't see wearing a ring as a sunnah, Uh, they have a precedent in this hadith. And the ones who say that I see wearing a ring uh, uh, is a sunnah have precedents in other hadith, uh, hadith that are to be narrated in this chapter. And the point is not necessarily to say who's right and who's wrong. Allah knows best. You know, if it was really that big of a deal, Allah Ta'ala would have revealed the surah, which would have been the Surah of Rings, and he would have spelled it out in such a way that no one until Yomul Qiyamah would have mistaken it, and that would be that. Uh, but uh, uh, the fact that there's some in- ambiguity in it uh, as well, uh, means that it's not something uh, uh, that there is anyone who can get up and stand like a rooster on the roof and crow as if like they're the only ones with the haq and everybody else is uh, uh, somehow uh, you know uh, deficient or doesn't know the hadith or something ridiculous like that. So we continue. وهو قال حدثنا محمود بن غيلان قال اخبرنا حفص بن عمر ابن عبيد وهو طنافسي قال حدثنا زهير وزهير ابو هيثمه عن حميد عن انس ابن مالك رضي الله عنه قال كان خاتم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من فضه وفضه وفصه منه it's narrated by anas bin malik anhu that the nabi sallallahu ring was made of silver and the signet was of it uh, so here uh, we see uh, there's a, a number of different possible interpretations one interpretation is that the, uh, the 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 signet is actually made of the silver itself and the other is that the, the this hadith is saying that the, the signet is part of the ring it's not removable or separated from the ring Uh, And then this gives rise to two uh, other opinions with regards to the matter, which is that perhaps the Prophet had one ring that he wore and one ring that he would use to sign letters, Um, or uh, perhaps they were both the same ring. If they were both the same ring, then it wouldn't be possible for the, uh, the signet to be made out of silver, because there is a mention of a ring, the signet of which is a stone from Abyssinia. Uh, and so, uh, you know, this is something that the ulama debated and they discussed back and forth. And again, uh, part of it is uh, being able to say that we don't know for sure, but to construct a uh, construct a picture uh, based on the athar that are uh, narrated as they're narrated uh, by the upright narrators that narrated them, uh, and and to try to to try to you know see uh, see what the, the story is. Uh, from a, uh, an objective point of view rather than trying to impose your own opinion on things uh, and if you have an opinion the ulama had opinions about these things but they also had the humility to accept the fact that there's a possibility that, that some other explanation may be right ishaq ibn ibn hisham qala akhbarani an anas ibn malik anas ibn uh, malik and, uh, uh قال لما أراد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يكتب إلى الْعَجَمِ قيل له إن العجم لا يقبلون إلا كتابا عليه خاتم فصنع خاتما فكأني أنظر إلى بياضه في كفيه صلى الله عليه وسلم. By the way, uh, like we had mentioned before, there are many people who are specialists in these matters, far greater than, than, than me. So this precept is just a general precept. Perhaps if you go and sit with the Hadith specialist, inshallah, they'll tell you something uh, more than what I'm saying. This is just a general advice, uh, not to go super gung-ho just after reading one riwayah that it's like this or it's like that. There's oftentimes more to the story. Uh, and this is one of the reasons that the Hafiz ibn Hajar's uh, fatho bari is such a celebrated work, is because Hafiz ibn Hajar really digs into these, uh, uh, into these uh, uh, different matters in which there are different narrations and strives to uh, reconcile between different sets of athar um, in a way that he's not the only one who did it but he does a really good job of it and he compiles in his fatul uh, bari uh, uh, many of these these kind of research uh, uh, research projects um, in a way that that really endear him to the of the of the of the ummah. Um, so this is a general this is a general statement that not to go super gung-ho after hearing one riwayah, but it doesn't mean that there isn't tahqeekh in these matters. And oftentimes, if you dig deep enough, you can uh, get a better picture of what was going on. Um, but even then, uh, uh, you know, there are rarely uh, matters that come to such a firm conclusion that one should uh, then start to disparage, uh, disparage the first part of this ummah for quote-unquote not knowing the hadith. So here's a, a narration from Sayyidina Anas bin Malik, may Allah ta'ala be pleased with him, who said, When the Messenger of Allah وسلم, wished to write to the rulers of the, uh, the non Arabs, uh, uh, the great kings of his time, who, who will be mentioned uh, in, uh, in particular uh, in a subsequent narration, um, it was said to him that the, the kings of the non Arabs do not accept letters. Except for those that have a seal on them uh, And uh, so the Nabi وسلم, uh, He had a signet ring made And the word signet means it's that Not only is it a ring But it has a, a particular uh, um, It has a particular engraving on it Which is the seal That lets the person reading the letter Know who it came from and And, and corroborate who it came from Because they can look at the seal And then compare the seal to uh, the seal of other letters And if there's any sort of discrepancy Or imperfection in it Then they can know that uh, this letter May not be from the one it purports to be from And so Sayyidina Anas anhu Said that the Messenger of Allah Said that he had a seal made A signet ring made And he says that uh, It's as if I see the, the glistening of the silver uh, 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 Of that ring uh, In his noble uh, palm Sallallahu uh, Alaihi Wasallam And so here there's, there's, there's something really important Which is what uh, The custom of It's mentioned that this is the custom of the non-Arabs But the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Didn't object to the custom And rather he adopted it And the custom has a really good reason Behind it as well Which is what If someone writes a letter And you read a letter That this letter is from so and so How do you know it's actually from that person this is a, a, you know, to be able to attribute knowledge to its proper source, this is a concern uh, of every rational person. And it's a concern that is uh, uh, accepted and um, uh, revered and cherished by uh, this ummah and by the intellectual tradition of this ummah. So the messenger of Allah, not only did he not object, but he actually um, facilitated uh, this process of making, the, uh, making the, uh, uh, the letters that he has uh, written uh, and that he's dispatched to the different kings of the non-Arabs, um, giving them that, that surety that they actually are from him, so that they know who he is and they can verify uh, that this letter is from him. And so this concern will then go forward even into this Ummah, this is why uh, we ask uh, when someone says this is a hadith, which book is it narrated in? And then the muhaditheen of old used to ask them, who did you hear it from? Who did you hear it from? And the entire, uh, the entire institution of isnad is there, of a chain of narration uh, is there so that you can attribute a piece of knowledge to its source. And this is important. And this is why uh, the great muhadith Abdullah bin Mubarak uh, rahimahullah wa ta'ala from the aslaf. Um, and from the companions of Abu Hanifa uh, whose uh, hadith uh, uh, come in the in the Sihah uh, sitta, and who is, is just really a very important and really amazing figure in the intellectual history of Islam a person who really everybody looked up to and people from different sides of like sectarian divides uh, and, uh, and different sides of like madhab inter-madhab polemics used to all look up to, he used to spend uh, uh, one-third of his year uh, uh, in, uh, in tijara, uh, in, in business, uh, in order to earn his living, and then he would go uh, uh, to hajj with the money that he earned, and then from, uh, from that journey of hajj, then he would uh, spend uh, a third of his year uh, in uh, jihad fi sabilillah. Uh, so that he could practice what he preached. Uh, and just a very amazing figure. Um, he has a, a, a statement, which is one of the defining statements of our civilization, which is what al-isnadu min ad man sha'a ma sha'a. that this chain of narration is from the deen. And if it wasn't for this chain of narration, whoever wished to say whatever they wanted to say, would have said whatever they wanted to say. This is important to mention because then this becomes uh, a hallmark of our civilization that even later on, when people are narrating the fatwas of the Sahaba, they're narrating عنهم, and they're narrating the fatwas of the Aslaf or Taala, and they're narrating historical incidents and they're narrating, uh, you know, books and you know things that don't even connect with the Prophet This chain of narration, this isnad, will then follow. Will follow that. Uh, uh, will follow that. Uh, um, that pattern because the idea of people needing to uh be able to attribute their um attribute their uh, knowledge to a proper source um it, it's understood by people and it, you know it even goes into the arts you know for 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 musicians even though the Fokaha take a very dim view of musical instruments even musicians and even uh um you know different artisans will uh Give chains of narration for their crafts and their arts to the people that they learned them from. Why? Because this idea of connectedness and knowing where your knowledge came from. um, This is one of the values of our dean. Uh, And lest a person feel like I'm belaboring this point, uh, it's it's good for us to remember why. Because we have now a uh, a society where you have like these, uh, you know, nameless. nameless uh, accounts on social media and writers and whatever and so and so is like you know uh, Islamic worldview and so and so is like Ghazali defender and so and so is uh, uh, you know Sunnah champion and the other one is this and that and they have like these super uh, these super uh, uh, presumptive uh, names that they take whereas the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said to that i'm am I'm, I'm a slave i eat one day and i'm hungry one day and uh, 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 and i don't eat reclining you know where the, the you know even even from the later mashaykh you know the most prolific madrasa in uh, in in uh, the nation state of pakistan obviously some people may dispute this but it's at least up in contention is the madrasa the banuri Town madrasa And the Shaykh Abdul Fatah Abu Ghudda even sent his son to study there. Mashallah, uh, many of the great mashaykh uh, uh, of of not just Pakistan, but of the Muslim world uh, graduated from there and went to the different countries of the world, and they did good. Uh, They did good work, even uh, my own uh, uh, Sheikh Mawlana Abdul Halim Chishti, from which a number of the ulama in in, uh, North America um, had the uh, the benefit of studying. Uh, he teaches there as well. When Allama Yusuf Banuri, Nuri, uh, who is a sayyid and uh, prob- possibly one of the prime from amongst the students of uh, the Hafiz Mawlana, Anwar Shah Kashmiri, when he uh, established the madrasa, he called it the Madrasa Arabiya, Why, because these people were afraid of, uh, they were afraid of Kibber and Ujub and afraid of the responsibility that if we call it like, you know, the hear all end all defender of the Sunnah, Madrasa, Ghazali, Mazali, Abu Hanifa, this and that, uh, Shah Abdul Qadir, Daylani, Ghothia, uh, uh, et cetera, level seven, Ghoth bak, Kutub, uh, Ghoth, uh, you know, Sunnah sacred to the max uh, caravan of the seeker. You know, there's a there's going to be a question Yom about that, and they actually got sued by another another institution for like some patent infringement or something trademark copy or trademark infringement. That there was a school in Kuwait that had the same name Madrasa Arabiya. and after that lawsuit, they were forced to change it to Madrasa Arabia Islamiya, which doesn't you know show that uh, you know that this is a place where the great muhaddithun of the Ummah are coming from. Um, But like, you know, not only like how far have we strayed from the sensibility of the Sunnah is that not only have we stopped feeling responsibility about giving sources for the knowledge that we uh, That we the quote unquote knowledge that we proliferate in the in the void of the Internet and uh, writing and blogs and micro blogs and social media and uh, viral WhatsApp messages and you know YouTube and whatever. Um, not, only, not only do we not feel a, a responsibility to give the source of the knowledge But uh, we've like flipped on the other side And have started to hype it up to uh, uh, something that it really isn't You know, you just say your name and say what you want to say And if you don't want to say it under your name Maybe it's not worth saying in the first place And if somebody asks you what your name is Then know that someone asked the Prophet ﷺ what their name is The Ajim said the, the Ajam, their custom was not to accept letters without a signet and the Messenger of Allah وسلم, found that reasonable and he had a signet made, وسلم, and that signet became a seal of his authority and it became a seal of his very nubuah itself, uh, and it's celebrated in the Ummah to this day. And so, Sayyidina Anas bin Malik, you know, admiringly recalls, he says, It's as if, he says, even in his later years, he said, it's as if. I can still see the glistening silver of it uh, in his uh, Mubarak palm, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wabi Kal hadana Muhammad ibn Yahya, Kal hadana Muhammad ibn Abdullah An Sariyu, Kal haddathani abbi and thumamath an anasibni malikin Radiallahu anhu kalakan naqshu khatami rasulilahi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Muhammadun saturun wa rasulun saturun wallahu saturun. Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu, he mentions that the engraving uh, on the, the, the seal and the signet ring of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi sallam was Muhammad. It's three lines, Muhammad and Rasul and Allah. And for those who've seen the the of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi they will know that uh, uh, Muhammad was put on the bottom and rasul in the middle and Allah's name on the top and this is the tawadu this is the uh, the 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 humility, the humility of the prophet sallallahu alaihi adab of the prophet with the divine name and uh, this is the beauty of the messenger of Allah sallallahu that only a nabi would think about something like that generally syntactically you know you would think or rasulullah that you have the subject and then the predicate uh, afterward uh, and if you write from top to bottom, it would be reasonable if he wrote it the other way around. But look at the look at the 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 Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the thought process and the feeling and the emotion and the sensibility that he wrote his own name on the bottom, alayhi uh, Sallatu uh, uh, and then he uh, uh, he wrote Rasul, which is his relationship to the Lord, and then he wrote Allah, the divine name, on the top. Uh, and uh, this is this is why. This is why uh, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself is the one who said, man ta wadha rafa'ahu Allah, the one who humbles himself for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will elevate them. Uh, this is maybe why Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said about him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wa and we raised dhikrak and we raised your mention, that his mention will be uh, made with awe and reverence by friend and antagonist alike. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and uh, uh, you know it's 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 sad that in this day and age uh, there are a satanic people who have misappropriated the symbols of uh, of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's mubarak seal uh, 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 in order to justify their own uh, uh, pillaging and their own criminal behavior. Uh, uh, the uh, Daesh, the so-called Islamic State and uh, uh, it is it's painful to see that and uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anyone who commits a crime and uses the seal of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in it allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase them in punishment and, and send them away from this world uh, quickly um, because it is truly a blasphemy of something that's sacred and something that's beautiful but in the hearts of the muslims muhammadur rasulullah the mubarak seal of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is um, is is dear to us, and it doesn't represent those things. It doesn't represent uh, uh, criminality and murder. It doesn't represent the uh, the wrongful uh, uh, misappropriation of the wealth of Muslims or the uh, wrongful spilling of the blood of Muslims or of those who live under the protection of uh, the, the the Muslims from the time of the Aslaf. Uh, that protection, which was violated by these people, and which was uh, treacherously uh, which was treacherously uh, broken by these people. Um, Uh, But uh, unfortunately, this is part of the end times that uh, things will become confusing. Those things that uh, 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 those things that were pure and beautiful and that were recognized as uh, uh, very life itself, you'll see Shaytan and Dajjal masquerade around with them in a fake way. And ilallahil mush'taka. All we can do is complain to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and do our best to represent what these things are supposed to be. And the naqshah, the ring of the Prophet, وسلم, for those of you who haven't seen it before, it's actually very, it's very simple. You can see that the one who, who engraved it, uh, um, you know, that that it's not, it's like, like not, not super refined, but they're very simple people. It was a very simple ring that was made in a very simple way. أبو عمر قال حدثنا نوح بن قيس قال نوح بن قيس عن خالد بن قيس عن قتادة عن أنس بن مالك أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كتب إلى كسراء وإلى قيسراء والنجاشية إلى كسرى وقيسراء والنجاشية فقيل له إنهم لا يقبلون كتابا إلا بخاتم فصاغ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خاتما uh halakatuhu uh fibbatun wa has bin Malik Radiallahu who narrates that the the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam wrote to Kisra. Uh, Kisra is the the, the 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 one of the renal titles of uh 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 of the uh, Persian emperor uh, I believe in Persian, it's khusro, the, 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 the kisra is pronounced khusro, which itself is a, uh, um, a Persianization of the word Caesar, uh, because uh, Caesar becomes the, one of the renal titles of the Roman emperor. It will become, uh, it will become kind of a, an alam or a, a brand for, for rule and for uh, imperial pomp and might. Um, and so the Prophet ﷺ wrote to Kisra, to Khusro Parvez, the, the Sassanian Persian Emperor, and to Qaysar. Uh, Qaysar also is a, an, a direct Arabicization, not via Persian, uh, of the word Caesar, uh, which was one of the renal titles of the, the, the Roman Emperor, both the Eastern Roman Emperor, Byzantine Roman Emperor, as well as the Western, for as long as the Western Roman Empire was uh, intact. And Najashi, uh, Negus being uh, uh, the, the word for king in, in, in uh, Ethiopic Semitic uh, uh, languages So the Messenger of Allah, Allah wrote letters to all three of these leaders and to others as well But these three were the, the most important, uh, calling them to Islam, explaining to them the deed and calling them to Islam uh, uh, And he was told that they would not accept letters as, except for if they were marked with seals for the reasons we mentioned from before uh, so he had a ring made for him. The uh, 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 the hoop was made of silver, uh, and the uh, uh, the hoop was made of silver, meaning the the halaqa, the ring, the part that wraps around the finger, and uh, engraved upon its signet was Muhammad, uh, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so uh, the, the, the signet of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, it's mentioned, like we said from before, that it is, uh, and it's well known to the Muslims, that it was, um, the, the actual stone of the signet was made of aqiq um, uh, that was of uh, Abyssinian origin. And uh, one of the reasons that makes me uh, feel like perhaps the, the signet was actually the ring that was used to uh, seal letters is that in, uh, in the Roman Empire and in other ancient uh, uh, civilizations, the Stone of Atik, which is called the Carnelian, uh, which is called Carnelian in English, it was used for signets for a particular reason, and that was that the surface of it is so smooth and it can be smooth to the degree that hot wax will not stick to it. Uh, and so, the way that the seals were made is they were either made in ink or they were made in uh, that wax is dripped, and the, 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 uh, the hot wax, the ring is pressed into the hot wax and it leaves an imprint uh, on, the, uh, on, the, on the wax. Uh, so that uh, a person can look at that that uh, that imprint as a signature wallahu a'lam allah, allah knows best uh, so the hoop of silver and uh, engraved upon it was the the bezel muha- uh, upon the, the upon the signet uh, was engraved muhammad is the messenger of allah sallallahu or muhammad the messenger of allah both ibarat expressions uh, can be uh, derived from the same from the same wording. What we call Hadathana Ishaq of Nu Mansurin, call Hadathana Said of Nu Amirin, while Hadjaj of Nu Minhalen, and Hammamin, and Ibn Jurajan, and Zuhriyi, and Anasin, and Anasin Rodiola Huan, and then Nabia Soloh Ali Sala Makana, either Dahalal Khala, Naza Ahatamahu. Anas bin Malik Rodiola Huan, who Allah Ta'al be pleased with him. He narrates that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would remove his ring uh, 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 when he would. That dakhal al khala literally means if he if he enters into uh, if he enters into uh, solitude or in isolation, but the expression means to answer the call of nature. Uh, uh, so in that case, he would remove the ring uh, when when uh, when. Going to relieve himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and this is out of his Alih uh, out of his uh, uh, reverence for uh, the divine name. And uh, uh, you know, this is this is then a fiqh issue. Many people, uh, many people will be hesitant to take a ring, especially one that has a Quranic expression on it, or has one of the divine names, or has writing on it a- a- at all because it will uh, go, into the, go into the restroom. Uh, so a person uh, can be careful about that. Malik rahimahullah ta'ala from amongst the fuqaha. Uh, uh, um, he permitted it, that it, it, can, it can go into the khala. And one of the, one of the things that, that, that people would do is out of adab, they would just flip the, the fas, the uh, signet inward toward the palm and then close the hand uh, 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 while uh, in the, uh, restroom in order to not expose it um but uh, this is the uh, narrated from the prophet وسلم, that he would actually just go ahead and remove his ring uh, at that time wa biqa hadathana ishaq ibn mansur qala hadathana abdullah ibn numayr qala hadathana abdul ibn umar an nafi' an ibn umar radiyallahu anhum qala ta rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama min wariq uh, فَكَانَ فِي يَدِهِ ثُمَّ كَانَ فِي يَدِ أَبِي بَكْرٍ ويدي عُمَرَ uh, ثُمَّ كَانَ فِي يَدِ عُثْمَانَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى وَقَعَ فِي بئر أَرِيسٍ uh, uh, نَقْشُهُ مُحَمَّدُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه Abdullah bin Umar رضي الله عنهما uh, uh, narrates that the Messenger of Allah took a, a signet ring made of silver uh, uh, and it was in his hand it was in his hand uh, and then it was uh, uh it was in the hand of uh, Abu Bakr عنه, and then in the hand of Omar and then it was in the hand of Sayyidina Uthman عنه, uh, until it fell in the uh, uh, in the well of Aris uh, uh, a well in Medina Munawwara which was until recently uh, i'm told water was still drawn from it i don't i don't know about its fate but uh the footnotes here suggest that perhaps it was filled in with um, but uh, uh, I, I don't know firsthand information about that. That it fell in the well of Aris, uh, and uh, the engraving on the signet was Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah sallallahu So here, uh, you know, here we have, uh, here we have a. Uh, A narration by the same Abdullah bin Umar, who narrated just a little bit before that the Prophet, وسلم, the signet that he would use to sign letters, uh, uh, he would not wear it. Uh, and it's narrated by Nafi', uh, 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 through Nafi' from his freed slave, from Abdullah bin Umar. And here, uh, here's a, a hadith in which it says that it was in his hand. And then in the hand of Abu Bakr, and then, and then in the hand of Omar, and then in the hand of Uthman radiallahu anhu, from whence it slipped and fell into the uh, well of Aris. So Allah knows best, perhaps the expression of it being in the hand uh, is literal, and perhaps it's uh, uh, not literal, but it was in the possession of, uh, of, of, of the Prophet wasallam, and then his khulafa radiyallahu anhum. Uh, until it's, it slips and falls into the into the well That they're the ones by their command The seal would seal orders uh, And Allah knows best um, But uh, uh, you know this is a, a proof also That the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's property Wasn't sent into mirath It wasn't sent into uh, inheritance Like the property of the rest of the believers Rather his property Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Was the property of the ummah and so those things that were not uh, put into use uh, for the ummah were distributed to the poor. And uh, uh, those things that were used as articles uh, to affect the work of state, uh, then were, were not given as the personal property of Sayyidina Abu Bakr um, or Omar or Uthman because if it was, then Sayyidina Abu Bakr's heirs would have inherited it, not Omar, uh, who is not a, an heir of Abu Bakr and not a close relative of his. Um, but rather the, the state would continue to use them in the same function that they were used during the life of the Prophet sallallahu uh, wasallam And there will be more uh, stated with regards to the ring falling into the, falling into the well uh, uh, momentarily The chapter regarding uh, those uh, reports that come to us that the Prophet sallallahu used to uh, uh, wear his a, a, a ring in his mubarak right hand sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa bi hadathana muhammad ibn sahl ibn i'sa al-baghdadi wa abdullah ibn abd al-rahmani qala hadathana yahya ibn Hassan qala hadathana sulaiman ibn bilal an Sharikin an abdullah ibn abi Nimrin Namirin afwan an ibrahima uh ibn abdillah ibn hunainan an abihi an ali ibn abi talabin radiallahu anhu uh 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 and the nabiyah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yal basu chatamahu fiyy mehi so i say na ali radiallahu uh, anhu narrates that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to wear his ring in his mubarak right hand uh uh with uh, 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 different chain of narration for the same hadith uh, for the same matan I should say it's a different hadith because the narration chain of narration is different but the matan the text of it is the same وبقي حدثنا احمد بن منيع قال حدثنا يزيد بن هارون عن حماد بن سلمة قال رأيت ابن ابي رافع يتختم في يمينه فسألته عن ذلك فقال رأيت عبد الله بن جعفر يتختم في يمينه وقال عبد الله بن جعفر كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يتختم في يمينه uh, uh, its narrated by hamad bin salama uh, uh, the great sheikh from the uh, uh, Aslaf uh, that I used to see Abu Rathi put uh, his uh, a ring on his right hand. So I asked him uh, about that and he said, I saw Abdullah bin Ja'far, uh, 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 the cousin of the messenger of Allah, uh, the, sorry, the nephew of the Prophet, وسلم, uh, 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 that he would put uh, his ring on his right hand. And he said that the messenger of Allah وسلم, would wear his. A, a, a blessed ring in his right hand Ali satulam. Wobihi Ka hadathana Yahya ibn Musa, Ka Haddathana Abdullahin, Ka hadathana Ibrahim ibn uh Ibrahim Bnul Fadli and Abdullah Muhammad Ibni Apilin uh and Abdullah Ja'farin and Nahukana Khatta Mufiyami uh uh again uh, a, a narration uh, from Muhammad bin Abil and from Abdullah bin Ja'far uh, 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 who said that the Messenger of Allah الله عليه وسلم used to wear his uh, ring in his Mubarak right hand. حدثنا الخطاب زيد بن قال حدثنا عبد الله بن, بن ميمون عن جعفر ابن محمد عن أبيه عن, عن جابر ابن عبد الله أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يتخذمو here said that Jabir bin Abdullah, اللَّهُ عنهما, uh, also narrates that the Messenger of Allah الله وسلم, would الله his ring in his blessed right hand. Muhammad bin Muhammad bin Razi, bin Muhammad Ishaqa Salti ibn Abdullah, وَلَا إِلَّا قَالَ كَانَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ It's narrated that Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah Ta'a be pleased with both of them, would wear a ring on his right hand. As far as I can recall, he said uh, uh, that the Messenger of Allah صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمَ would wear a ring in his blessed right hand. حَدَّثَنَا مُحَمَّدُ بْنُ عمر قال حدثنا Sufiano عن ايوب ابن ايوب بن موسى عن نافع عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتخذ خاتما من فِضَّةٍ وجعل فصه مما يلي كفه ونقش نقش فيه محمد رسول الله ونهى عن نقش احد عليه وَهُوَ الَّذِي مِنْ فِي بِئْرِ It's narrated from Abdullah bin Umar رضي الله who, remember, narrated the hadith before first that the Prophet sallam, used to not wear his ring alayhi wa and then the second one was that he narrated that the ring was in the hand of the Prophet sallam, then in the hand of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, then in the hand of Sayyidina Umar and then in the hand of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu it fell in the well of Aris radiallahu anhum. Here he is narrating uh, uh, what? He was narrating that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa had taken for himself a sil- silver ring. And he would turn its bezel inward, toward its, 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 its uh, signet inward toward his blessed palm. So the stone uh, was not facing outward. But this, the, the stone or the signet was facing inward Whether the signet was in stone or in silver, it was facing inward And uh, engraved upon it was Muhammad, the messenger of Allah And he forbade anyone from having uh, the same engraving Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Not necessarily uh, 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 Not necessarily Not um, necessarily Meaning a fiqhi injunction to our time that a person can't have that written on their ring But uh, a, a, a prohibition ostensibly uh, just of making a ring that looks like his in order to avoid confusion In order to avoid confusion and Allah knows best And uh, 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 he forbade anyone from having the same engraving And uh, uh, this is the same ring that uh, fell from the hand of Mu'ayqib into the well of Aris so the footnote, uh, 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 the handy footnote that's there in this edition of the uh, Shemal al Allah Ta'ala reward the brothers uh, uh, who uh, translated it and who uh, edited it and painstakingly put uh, such wonderful footnotes in it and those who had it uh, published and printed and distributed uh, and those who uh, financed uh, the project as well. Uh, it's uh, mentioned that Mu'ayqib bin Abi Fatima al-Dawsi was one of the participants at the Battle of Badr and he was the keeper of the Prophet's ring He was responsible for carrying it during the Prophet's lifetime and during the caliphates of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar and Sayyidina Uthman This hadith can be reconciled with the other hadith which says that the ring fell from the hand of Sayyidina Uthman it is possible that Sayyidina Uthman gave Mu'ayqib the ring to use, and then when uh, and what he when he when he wanted to give it back to Sayyidina Uthman, it fell from his hand. For this reason, both were referred to uh, 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 as the ones from whom the ring fell. Uh, the Aris well was near Masjid al-Quba and no longer exists. So uh, this footnote was done both by Sheikh Aslan and Sheikh Abdul Aziz Suraqa so the uh, the ring was kept by a, 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 the ring was kept by a particular person a secretary um, uh, which would indicate that what when the ring is being used it was being worn and when it wasn't uh, being used it was kept for safekeeping by a secretary uh, and this may uh, i guess clear up some of the confusion or explain how the different ahadith could be all correct at the same time without there being one of them uh, as a fabrication or wrong or something like uh, something like that that they're not all necessarily inconsistent uh, with one another uh, and so uh, this uh, uh, narration is by the same abdullah bin umar anhu so if one wishes to uh, take all the narrations and kind of construct a picture that, that reconciles between them the expression from it being in the hand of means that it is under the control of the, that that one, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then Sayyidina Abu Bakr, then Sayyidina Umar, then Sayyidina Uthman were the ones who gave the command for when the the, the, the seal was imprinted and when it wasn't and the, the that they, you know, may have held the ring uh, from time to time when it was necessary uh, or worn the ring from time to time when it was necessary, but perhaps didn't do so all the time. Uh, uh, as Mu'ayqib was known to be the keeper of the ring. And uh, it may be that uh, the ring fell uh, in the well when it was being transferred between Mu'ayqib and between uh, uh, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu, uh, radiallahu, uh, sorry, Mu'ayqib and Sayyidina Uthman anhu. And um, it's interesting, mashallah, Dar qasim has all of these uh, great, uh, 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 all of these great uh, live casts uh, that, that they're doing right now. Uh, so when I'm out on my daily walk, uh, I listen to Sheikh Amin's uh, Rasal Kosheiya, and I listened today to the second installment of uh, uh, Khatib uh talking about the Ottoman Empire, uh, uh, Mashallah. And so uh, just a little because you know when I hear his uh, uh, when I hear his talk, I want to like add stuff in as well, but then I'm not the history guy. So, uh, there, you know, people don't want to hear about that. But uh, one interesting thing people will uh, find is that even in the Ottoman state, the name of the the, the chancellor of the exchequer, um, the one who basically has to uh, You know, has the control of the Treasury um, Through whom payments are made by the state, which was a cabinet level position in the Ottoman Empire. Traditionally, the the, the the name of that position was the nishanji, uh, 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 or nishanchi, if you're, I guess, more Central Asian in your Turkic. Um, and so the nishanji is what is the one who carries the nishan. Nishan in in, in in Persian means what? It means the the mark, right? And so that's the whole the signet, basically, the one who co- holds the ring of the sultan, um, that that he imprints the the the, the signet on uh, on behalf of the sultan. Uh, in order for payments to be made and then once he uh, puts his nishan, uh, the signet uh, or, or the, the, the naqsh uh, in Arabic Under um, the order, then the, the treasury will, will fulfill payment and not until then And so perhaps uh, it's because Mu'iqib was the, uh, nishanji, of, uh, of the, Rasool, وسلم, the nishanji of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa The nishanji of the Shaykhain and of Sayyidina Uthman this uh, may go some way uh, toward explaining uh, explaining and reconciling between these different althar. So this is a beautiful hadith with a beautiful chain of narration. Um, that Qutaybat ibn Sa'id, who is also, I believe, uh, Tirmidhi's preferred narrator from uh, Malik, ta'ala, although he's not narrating from Malik here, uh, he says that uh, uh, he narrates from Hatim bin Ismail, who narrates from Jafar bin Muhammad. Uh, 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 Jafar bin Muhammad is who? He is no, uh, uh, no other than Jafar al Sadiq. Uh, Majma al Bahrain, the uh, great great grandson of the Messenger of Allah from his father's side, and the great grandson or the grandson, uh, great grandson of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiAllahu anhu from the right side, uh, the great uh, transmitter and uh, great Sheikh uh, of the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam al Athar, the pure ones, uh, and a very celebrated figure who narrates from his father, the great Imam uh, Muhammad al Baqir. Uh, taala, who uh, narrates from his father uh, 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 Ali Zainul Abidin, who said that both Al Hassan and Al Hussein, uh, 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 used to wear their signet rings in their left hands. And so here uh, you see, Tirmidhi Taala is not afraid to bring a, a Dalil that is uh, uh, that is contrary to the uh, his own opinion and his own position and the name of the bab, the chapter that he brings, and he recognizes the fact that a great number of the Salaf used to actually wear the rings in their uh, left hands. And uh, the footnote here that's relevant uh, 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 to, uh, um, uh, to the matter is, uh, 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 it states that this is the only hadith in, in the Shamail at least, which mentions wearing the ring on the left hand. In some transmission routes for this hadith, it is linked directly to the Prophet it's marfوع, uh, stating that he wore وسلم, a ring on his blessed left hand, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, and uh, that uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Siddiq, Sayyidina Omar, and Sayyidina Ali did as well, radiallahu uh, uh, anhum. Uh, uh, and so it's interesting that this is a narration about the practice of uh, of uh, the Sayyidin Shahidin. Sayyidina uh, uh, Abu uh, 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 Abu Muhammad al-Hasan and Abu Abdullah al-Hussein radiyallahu anhuma wa alayhi that their practice was that they used to wear their ring in their left hands and the first ch- hadith in this chapter you'll remember was from a narrated from Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu anhu that the Prophet used to wear his ring in his uh, right hand but it's uh, narrated the other way as well uh, 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 um uh, it's been narrated that uh, uh, it's been narrated by a number of the aslaf that they used to wear their rings in their in their left hand, and this is actually the position of Malik as well, rahimullah ta'ala. Malik, rahimullah ta'ala, his position is that the ring should be worn in the ring finger of the left hand, and the rationale uh, for it is what is that if a person were to sign their letters with their right hand, then wearing it in the in the left hand would be more conducive to that, and then you put the ring back into the left hand. Of course, there's a difference of opinion according to the ulama, uh, partially based on the hadith that are here. But you see also this—you um, know—that the story is not completely. Uh, the story is not completely uh, encapsulated by any one narration. You can't just take one narration and fly the kite in the air. Uh, it's possible that the Prophet ﷺ wore the ring in, in, in both hands, or that he preponderantly wore it in one hand versus the other, or it's possible, there's a number of possibilities uh, uh, that might be there. A hadith is a particular report by one individual about something that happened, something that the Prophet ﷺ did said, uh, accepted, uh, or uh, one of his states um, that is narrated with a chain of narration But you have to look at the holistic gathering of hadith As well as the practice of uh, the companions عنهم, In order to piece together the sunnah uh, The sunnah of the Prophet uh, Because Sayyidina al-Hasan and al-Husayn Would not uh, uh, leave the sunnah of the Prophet for no reason rather they were known as people who scrupulously and steadfastly observed the sunnah in fact the prophetic uh, uh hilya sharifa the 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 noble description of the prophet for which this book is well known that comes at the beginning of this book and like i said we made the decision to start from the middle because many people begin books and they never uh, uh, they never finish them so uh, as to expose people to those hadith they may not know from uh, uh from other contexts but Sayyid al-Hasan radiallahu anhu al in their zeal to know about the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu they're the ones who ask the noble prophetic description and then transmit it uh, 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 in the beginning of this book in a great amount of detail and uh, you know those hadith are some of the most vivid and beautiful uh, uh, pictures of the prophet sallallahu alaihi physical uh, description so it's far fetched that they would uh, purposely abandon the Sunnah of the Prophet. Uh, and so we have to look at this entire picture in order to uh, form uh, form an opinion. Uh, to not do so would be uh, very non objective, very subjective, and not the, the way of a scholar of deen. قال حدثنا عباد بن العوامي عن سعيد بن أبي عروبة عن قتادة عن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه أنه كان يتختم في يمينه And so here's another narration from Sayyidina Anas bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم used to wear his ring in his right hand, his Mubarak right hand قال حدثنا محمد بن عبادن المحاربي قال حدثنا عبد العزيز بن أبي حازم عن موسى uh, ابن عقبه عن نافع عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال اتخذ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خاتما من ذهب فكان يلبسه يلبسه في يمينه فاتخذ الناس خواتيما من ذهب فطرحه وقال لا Fatarahan ابدا فطرح الناس خواتيمهم and this is a very beautiful hadith as well uh, having to do with the with the, the humility of the Prophet Sallallahu and the otherworldliness of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and it's, in it is a very potent lesson for us as well. Uh, and it is the, the last uh, hadith of this chapter with which inshallah we will, uh, we will uh, finish our, our, our dars. That uh, Abdullah bin Umar radiAllahu Anhumah he narrates that uh, the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi at one time had a golden ring and perhaps it's not perhaps it's before the uh, before the the prohibition of men wearing gold at one time the messenger of Allah وسلم, had a golden ring and he would wear it in his right hand mubarak right hand وسلم, and uh, other uh, people had golden rings and uh, uh, at some point or another uh, he he will cast it off literally he'll take it off and throw it and he'll say, uh, I, I'll never wear it again. And so at that time, the people also cast off uh, uh, their, they also cast off their, their golden rings. And uh, 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 it is uh, narrated in another, uh, another, uh, in another narration that the gold of the, the the ring of the messenger of allah وسلم, just caught his eye uh, uh, once and then again and uh, he didn't like being distracted by the dunya uh, it was a shiny thing and the interesting thing is that's exactly what a lot a lot of people look for in the way that they dress and the way that they uh, present themselves to be flashy and to get noticed and to stand out and um, you know what the Prophet wanted was to be a, 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 one who would stand out in the in this the the sight of the Lord, and uh, uh, to be uh, uh, honored in the higher realm uh, by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And he didn't care what other people thought about him. In fact, he didn't want to be distracted by it. Uh, and so, in it is a potent lesson for us. Uh, brothers inshallah leave being pretty to the ladies they do it a lot better than we do anyway leave being pretty to them uh, work on uh, work on your strength uh, inwardly and outwardly because the nabi sallallahu praised strength and he said that the strong believer is better and more beloved to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the weak believer leave the prettiness to the to the ladies they do a lot better job at it than us allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of strength Allah subhanahu wa taala uh, make us people who uh, whose beauty is uh, is recognized and loved in the higher realm, uh, uh, and who, uh, don't, uh, seek, uh, who don't seek who uh, don't seek that flashiness and, and and to try to stand out to the, the the creation who can neither do anything to benefit us or to. Harm us except for by the leave of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala by the barakah of reading the mubarak hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu and the names of those narrators who spent their life and uh, and their their money and their breaths uh, in preserving the hadith of the prophet وسلم, the sunnah of the prophet وسلم, and the deen of the prophet and by reading the mubarak names of the companions عنهم, and by reading the mubarak name of the prophet وسلم, Muhammadur Allah, وسلم, and by reading the divine name Allah uh, 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 and by uh, thinking about and uh, remembering and growing in love for the prophet and by uh, bringing into our minds and our hearts this noble description, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us our sins and protect us from every calamity, whether it be the sickness or uh, uh, whether it be any other calamity of this world in the or the hereafter or of the day of judgment, whether it be a calamity in our family, in our children, in our wealth, in our health. Um, in our in our, in our our property uh, or uh, more severe than that in our deen or in our akhirah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ward off all calamities by the barakah of the, of of, of of everything having to do with this deen and everything having to do with this mubarak nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasten the day that we can enter into our masajid and say Allah mafta'li abwaaba rahmatika Allah open the doors of your mercy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala return the ummah toward following the deen uh, as it was given, and toward uh, following the instructions of the ulama and to uh, toward uh, uh, following the dictates of this Mubarak ilm and, and uh, its various uh, channels and its facets. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with this ilm to enter into our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the ummah from all of those who wish evil and harm uh, to it, whether they don the guise of uh, Islam and Muslims or whether they uh, uh, come in the form uh, of those who neither know Allah nor his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If there's any good in them, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasten them toward their repentance and toward guidance. And if there isn't, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, 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 clear uh, clear them from the path of the Ummah, of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in this world and the hereafter quickly and decisively. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Subhanahu wa rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifu. وصلا على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم ربنا تقبل منا واغفر لنا وارحمنا واختم لنا بالحسن ووفق اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى به وارفع بايدينا رايه الاسلام ببركه الفاتحة السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته